Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, anniversary show celebrating a decade of world wonder ring stardom and it's a huge show and this one is gonna be a lot of fun two people who i've never seen before but apparently are meho tamita uh tamita yeah and akira okoto welcome us to all-star dream cinderella the 10th anniversary show our first match is for the High Speed Championship. Azumi defends against Natsupoi. 3,318 people are here at Nippon Budokai Budokan in Tokyo, Japan. That is slightly more than showed up for the New Japan show that was just recently in the same arena. That's right, they outdrew New Japan, at least for this one night. We do have Japanese commentary for this event, as it is their big show, but of course I do not speak Japanese, so I have no idea what they were saying. <clears throat> Azumi and Natsupoi go right after each other, uh, right at the bell. Azumi is wearing white and purple instead of the normal black and purple, and she looks like a fucking rock star. Like, this here is the good luck, and if they're going to start moving her up the card... This is a perfect way to start, giving her brand new attire that looks fantastic. We get a series of pin attempts and both women kip up and square up. It's high speed for a reason, folks. Natsupoi has side cutouts on her gear as well, and I <clears throat> approve. Azumi kicks Boy off the top ropes and heads up top and has a diving double stomp on the floor. Back in, Azumi returns to the ring with a springboard dropkick off the top ropes. Azumi fakes the dropkick, but Poi has it scouted, and she drops her, then kicks her through the bottom ropes. Natsupoi goes up top and hits a crossbody, but Azumi reverses and rolls her up for two. Azumi nails another double stomp from the top ropes for two. A straight kick, and Azumi spins into an armbar. Poi gets her feet on the ropes. Azumi attempts a crossbody, but gets kicked out of the air. Ugh. They elbow each other's titties before Azumi fists her in the face. Poi gets back up and hits a spinning suplex, then a German with a bridge for two. Poi up top and she hits a, well, I guess I'll call it a twisted bliss for two. Poi hits a baby back, a baby breaker kick, and the two of them roll around the ring trying to pin each other, and Azumi rolls her up with the Azumi sushi, but Poi kicks out. 
Poor German's Azumi under the back of her head three times, because, you know, fuck being cognitive. But somehow, Azumi's able to kick out. Like, I'm sure she can smell colors now, but she's still in this match. Poi hits a cross-arm German, yep. and this time, she hangs on and wins. Your new high-speed champion, and for the first time, being, uh, or at least for the time being, every member of Donna Del Mundo is holding title belts, because your new high-speed champion is not Poi. This is also Poi's first stardom championship and just her second ever title belt in wrestling. She was TGPW's inaugural international princess champion for 22 days in 2019. So, I mean, hopefully this title reign goes a little longer than that. We'll see. The fun match, um, you know, it didn't, didn't take too long. And honestly, the high-speed matches should always be under 10 minutes. Uh, and this one delivered. I, I did notice at the start of the match that Izumi had a little boo-boo face on. Uh, so I kind of assumed she was losing, but this is somebody who is 18 and she is fantastic in the ring. She has the presence to look like she could run a faction. And honestly, if, if dropping the high speed championship propels her into, uh, to something new, propels her up the, the card, I'm all for it because she definitely has, has impressed me. Uh, in just the short amount of time that I've seen her. Next up is Hamika and Micah defending their newly won Goddesses of Stardom Championships against Saki Kashima and Natsukutora. Uh, they have the banners up of each faction around the ring, which is cool, but their placement is a little weird because the Stars logo is actually right in the entryway. So everyone has to enter, and they have the Stars logo behind them. So it's Kind of weird. Kashima arrives with a chair, and Tora arrives with a steel sounding tool. I don't know whose dick is going to be feeling that tonight, but I don't want it to be mine. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm being told that she's holding a lead pipe that is sort of fashioned into a sword. Not a... Still, I mean, you could totally fit that into someone's urethra, I'm sure. Uh, hey, Jason. Um, never mind. Uh, everyone has new gear tonight, I noticed. Um, well, almost everybody. Um... I talked about it the last time that like it's it seemed like everyone was upgrading their gear, and because obviously this is the tenth anniversary show, it was like everybody was like, "Hey, we got to get new gear for this," uh, and they all look really good. Uh, and Micah, who normally just has a black sports bra and black trunks with uh, uh, her name on them, now suddenly comes out in a fucking studded gold top, uh, which matches Hamika's uh, studded silver top, which of course the if you haven't seen the Stardom tag belts, they're, I mean, all the Stardom belts are in the shape of a star, other than, like, the high speed and uh, the SWA. So, these two are, one is silver with gold wings on it, and the other one is gold with silver wings on it. So, Hamika and Micah actually match the title belts, which is cool. Um, the studded tops are, are you know, are a nice addition. Uh, it, it definitely makes them feel like a tag team. Uh, speaking of things that are studded, I've got some studded condoms I could, you know, fill inside of them. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, Saki has gold on her outfit as well, and even Tora has a little more maroon in hers. Uh, it's amazing how quickly Stardom went from looking like an independent promotion to looking like a legit promotion with money behind it, just by having everyone upgrade their gear a little bit. 
Tora and Hamika start off and they slam tits before Hamika is able to shoulder Tora to the mat. She attempts uh, the torture bomb, but Saki interrupts. Saki misses on a corner splash and Tora misses Hamika as well and splashes Saki instead. Saki picks them both up for double torture X. Hamika then hits a jumping knee for two and takes in Micah. Micah Judo flips Tora around the ring, then pins her for two. Saki takes down Micah while Tora recovers. They do a cool thing where they are showing the bottom line stat of each person as they're getting some offense. So it's not like every every time someone is going in there because it's a tag match. Like all the rest of them, the singles matches, they do the little bottom with like their uh, weight and height and where they're from. Uh, but in this, they waited until like that person was getting some offense in and then they're like flashing up there. So you kind of understood like, oh, that's this person. Tora cannibals both DDM members, then Saki hits a diving knee and tags in Tora, who lands a frog splash for two. Tora attempts a Samoan drop, but Hamika stops her. Tora rolls over and tags in Kashima, who runs as Mika. Hamika knees Kashima, who then rams Mika into Hamika and pins her for two. Saki gets caught on the top ropes and Mika super brain busters her, then Judo throws her. And of course, because we have commentary, we get the amazing call of Brain Buster. Tora breaks up the pin, and Micah and Mika hit double clotheslines for two. Saki rolls up Micah for two. They hit Tora with a double choke slam, and Micah blasts Saki with a Michinoku driver for the win. Micah and Hamika started the match looking almost too strong to lose, and they managed to to make it seem like Oeta Tai was swinging it back in their favor. Um, but then DDM just took over again. So it was a good roller coaster match. Uh, DDM starts the show two for two, uh, which, as we've seen from other shows, doesn't bode well for Julia or Siri, but we'll see what happens in their match. Um, but yeah, so it was uh, another good match. Um, I think that Mike and Himika are starting to hit their stride. I still think Saki and Tora don't mesh as well as a tag team as I would kind of hope they would. I don't know if it's just because they have such different styles. But, yeah. I mean, I think that Saki and and Natsu Samir would probably be a better tag team. But I know that she's, I guess, either hurt or just, like, not working for a little bit, which is kind of a bummer. But, anyways, uh, so this next one is going to be kind of crazy. Because it is a 24-woman... Battle Royale, it's, it's sort of a Royal Rumble match, except you can also pin the person in the middle of the ring, too. So you can eliminate them by throwing them at the top rope, but you can also pin them. Uh, this match was going to feature Kairi Hojo, uh, the former, or I guess current, Kairi Sane, but WWE got a WWE. It's a celebration of 10 years of stardom with former stardom workers and current workers, as well as women from different promotions. And we start off with Starlight Kid. And she starts off the match against Mei Hoshizuki. Kid and Hoshizuki lock up to start. Kid arm drags Mei, then rolls her up for one. Uh, out third is Gokigan Death. She poses around the ring as Kid and Mei continue to fight. The two star members double up on Hoshizuki. They taunt her as music plays. So there's 
They don't show a countdown on screen. There is actually a countdown that does take place in the arena. There is uh, like one of those like centrally located like four sided screens and they're playing it on that. But the fact that the camera is zoomed in so much, you don't see it. So all of a sudden, like throughout this entire match, like music would just hit and I'd be like, oh, I guess the next person's coming out. <laughs> so uh, Mome Nakanishi arrives. Uh, Nakanishi was a star for A to Z Wrestling, but retired in 2005. She made a return last year in a Stardom Battle Royale and is back again for this one. She is a former NWA Pacific Women's Champion and an A to Z World Champion. She immediately gets stomped by Kid. More music starts playing, and out next is Koguma. So Koguma worked for Stardom for 2014 to 2015, at which point she retired from in-ring work. She is a former high-speed champion and a former artist champion with Kairi Hojo and Chelsea Diamond. Uh, so again, just uh, right off the bat, you've got two former stardom workers. Uh, you've got Nakanishi in there, and you've got two current stardom workers. Now, because of the fact that there's just not... There's not a lot of like quick eliminations in these things, so much like a lot of these, like it, the ring is just going to fill up with people, and it gets really hard to to tell you like like to to explain to you what's going on because it's just it's chaos the entire time. Nakanishi and Death put Kid and Hazuzuki in matching camel clutches. Kagumi runs in and splashes everyone. So now I this is when I caught the countdown on the screen above it. And coming at number six, Unagi Sayaka. <sighs> if the if the normal rumble was like this frantic, maybe we could finish them in less than an hour. I mean, I'm kidding. I love rumbles, but sometimes yeah, they go a little. They, their their <laughs> entrances range from like sixty seconds to three minutes sometimes. So uh, coming out seventh is Saya Ida. Ida chops Nakashi, Nakanishi, then she walks over and chops the ref Daisuke. Uh, Daike. I don't know why she chopped the ref. She just decided to. Uh, the ring is just filled with hot women at this point, and they couldn't possibly add any more hotness. Until number eight arrives, and it's Mina Sirikawa, and I just came. Sirikawa and her massive mams go after Starlight to start. She puts Kid in the Mexican surfboard, and while she has her up in the Mexican surfboard, Nakanishi dives in between and tries to pin Mina, which causes her to break the hold and kick out. Thankfully, she wasn't immediately eliminated as soon as she came in. Number nine is Yuna Minaz. Yuna worked for, works for DDT Pro and TJPW. She's a former international princess champion and has been working for seven years. Uh, there are nine fucking women in the ring right now. Yuna, rocking a tit window, takes down Kid and Ida. Uh, number ten arrives, and out comes the entire Gato Move roster and Emi Sakura. Now, of course, Emi Sakura works for AEW. She also works for Choco Pro, 3CW, uh, Got to Move, and a ton of other promotions, while also being a trainer for many of the new women women coming up through the ranks, including some of the women in this match. She's held titled in, titles in so many different promotions that I you would lose count. She goes after Nakanishi, who runs away. Emmy leads everyone in a We Will Rock You chant. Yep, that happened. Nakanishi hits her with a Casadora, then they try, uh, both try to dropkick each other and miss. Out next, Lady C arrives. Lady C arrives wearing the exact same gear she always wears. 
So I think she missed the memo. She has mentioned on Twitter that she did, in fact, not get her gear done in time for this event and will be debuting new gear soon. So she's kind of the last holdover of, like, she's got really cool things in her arms, but the rest of her gear is pretty generic, just a white top and a black black pants. So it'll be interesting to see what she comes up with. Lady C and Emmy both do the same taunt, and Lady C puts Emmy in a head scissors leg lock, which causes everyone else to form a human centipede-like line of head scissor leg locks. So they're all in a line with their legs wrapped around each other's heads. Hot. And then Nakanishi just walks across everyone, and then gets to the end of the line and slaps Yuna in the face. It was kind of fun. Number 12 is Kyoko Inoue. Kyoko works for Diana and is a 32-year vet in the business. Everyone attacks her as she enters, because she is a, a pretty imposing figure. She is blasted into the corner, and then all 11 people hit corner moves on her. Raka arrives at number 13 as Lady C rock bottoms Kyoko. Everyone tries to pin her, but she kicks out. Then she pins Lady C and eliminates her. Well, what the shit was that? Raka, uh, Raka shoulders down Kyoko as number 14 Rin Katakura arrives. Before she can arrive, Raka is pinned by Kyoko and eliminated. A way to put over the young stardom talent by having the 50-year-old woman take out two of your youngest stars. Well, you know, is what it is. Rin was a part of the AW Women's Tournament and works for Wave and Sendai Girls. She arrives to the ring with her Wave Tag Team Championship belt. Her partner, Itsuki Ayoka, not here. Not sure why. Everyone pins Kyoko and they eliminate her. Number 15 is Hiroyo Matsumoto two-time Blast Queen champion, and most notably a worker for Sendai Girls, she arrives looking pretty fucking fierce. Uh, Matsumoto is ripped to shit. She tries to get in, but slips off the apron. She attempts to enter again, and this time gets kicked off the apron. She's still in the match, so... Matsumoto walks over as Miho Wazo... Waz oh, jeez. Miho Wakazawa arrives. She hands Matsumoto a pillow, or something like that, while Mayu Ibatani walks out with a cardboard box painted to look like a van. What is going on? Uh, I say that, but I actually know. These three used to be in a, in a trio, which actually won the Artists of Stardom Championships in 2013. Uh, so it was kind of a cool throwback to their group, uh, Tawashis. Tawashis? Tawashis. Tawashis, I think it is. Uh, I heard it, and then I, I like left my mind what it actually was pronounced. Miho grabs a streamer, yep, and walks back up the ramp with it attached to the ring ropes. It snaps, and she falls on her ass. I'm so confused. Number 17 is Mima Shimoda. Mima is a 33-year vet and is 50, but she don't look 50. She's been working for Seedling and is a living legend in Japan. Shimoto double clotheslines two women, then she backbody drops Yuna Manez out of the match. So far, we have two eliminations from 50-year-old Kyoko Inone, one from 50-year-old Mima Shimoto, and everyone else has one elimination thanks to them all pinning Kyoko. It's not a great display of new stars, but hey, we still have 19 people left to get eliminated. B Priestley arrives at number 18. 
The announcer says B is from the United Empire. Close. So close. Haruka Yuri arrives at 19. I have to take a minute here. Because Haruka Yuri arrives in a white cleavage top, which I approve of. <sighs> Anyways. Uh, she has uh, thick American pie glasses. Like the, the, the ones that like naughty wear. And she's riding a scooter. I don't know why. It must be her gimmick, but she's fine while she's doing it. She's a nine-year vet who works for DDT Pro. Shimoda gets booted out of the match, and the announcer is just beside himself. Now, I did not see who eliminated her. That's uh, one of the issues that I had in this, was that there was a couple of times that, uh, that they missed bigger moves or eliminations because of the people, the, the entrances come so fast and furious in this. Haruka crossbodies her way into the match, and Emmy saves Goku and Death from elimination because she's an idiot. Romi Mimura arrives carrying a sign. Of course, I have no idea what it says because I don't speak Japanese. I'm sorry. Try. I'm working on it. Uh, Hiroko then gets dumped outside. She hugs Yuna, and they cry about being eliminated. Wait, where did B Priestley go? I know I didn't miss it. I know I didn't miss her getting eliminated. She's not in. Okay, well, I guess she got eliminated at some point in time. Uh, I'm sure that they said it on commentary, but I didn't hear it. That was dumb. Hiromi gets rolled up and eliminated as Yokobito arrives next. Hiromi was in there for, what, 12 seconds? Yeah. Yokobito retired in 2017 after a successful run with Stardom. She was a Wonder of Stardom champion and a two-time Goddesses of Stardom champion. Once with Kairi Hojo and once with Yozuki Iwakawa. She seems lost. She <laughs> didn't seem to know where she was. She kind of walks around and looks all over the place. Uh, Meho dumps out a bunch of uh, stuffed animals, maybe? Out of the box that Mayu handed her? And then Emi Sakura gets eliminated. And then Miho quickly gets uh, rolled up and eliminated. Next. Yuzuki Ikawa arrives. Good thing our tag team partner is in this match. She retired in 2013. Uh, she was a member of Stardom for a while. A good member, too. She still looks really fucking good. It's kind of a bummer that she's retired, because she could probably do pretty good with the promotion again. Shigusa Nageo arrives next. Shigusa is a 56-year-old legend and, and promoter. She mainly works for Marvelous and helps book uh, that promotion. Our last entrance is Kikutaro. He, that's right, is a 26-year-old veteran who works all over the place. He arrives wearing a mask with a creepy face on it. If you've never seen Kikutaro, count yourself lucky. His gimmick is literally, he's Japanese Joey Ryan. He is a creeper who runs around and tries to molest people. We were doing so good. So good. Chigusa brainbusters Sayida but can't pin her. Ida Ida takes her down, but Chigusa puts her in an arm lock. Kikataru is too busy fucking around, so we miss Sayida tapping out. Chigusa and Akawa face off. Akawa starts raining kicks into her, but Chigusa grabs her leg and twat punches her. 
Akawa splashes her in the corner, and everyone takes turns splashing Chigusa. Akawa and Bito work together to get Chigusa down. Mina and Yunagi roll Chigusa up and take her out of the match. Kikotaro finally arrives in the ring. <sighs> Japanese Joey Ryan then grabs Yunagi and starts yelling something, but Mina hits him. He grabs them both, takes them down to the mat, and starts dry-humping the mat. I'm not joking. Kid and Nakanishi go, both go after him, and Shigusa gets back up on the apron. She distracts him, and he walks over and grabs Chigusa's tits. She punches him, and everyone starts beating the shit out of him, and Nakanisha rolls him up and eliminates the rapist. That was not necessary. I did not like that. I do not need to see that. I do not ever need to see that person in stardom ever again. Nakanishi then rolls up death and eliminates her. If only it was that easy. Uh, I'm glad we got the comedy axe out of the match, because now we're down to the ones who can actually win. Nakanishi eats a dropkick from Bito and is eliminated. Bito misses and kicks Kid, uh, so Kid then eliminates Bito. Kaguma then pins Starlet Kid and eliminates her, just fast and furious at this point. Unagi pins Kaguma and eliminates her. It's down to Unagi, Mina, and Akawa. Akawa and Mina trade titty shots, hot, and then start slapping each other. Her. Mina misses on a missile drop kick, and Akawa tries to take out Mina, and she hits a double underhook bridging suplex, which pops Mina's twat right in the air. <sighs> she eliminates her and is down to Akawa and Unagi Sayaka. They both go over the top ropes, onto the apron, and Akawa starts laying kicks into her. Unagi grabs her leg and heel drops her back. Unagi heel drops her arm and then eliminates Akawa to win the battle royale. So Nagi went 0-10 in her Prove Myself as a singles competitor, and then is able to get the big win here, which I think is a fun story. Um, I, now that Mina's back, I don't know if they're going to continue trying to push Nagi as a singles person. But, you know, there's a lot of potential there. Um, so this match was fun at times, kind of hard to follow at other times. I just don't have the knowledge to understand every interaction. Um, and I, while I was able to look up a lot of the people in this match, most of these people I haven't seen before um, or, or have seen very little of because they're retired. Um, having creeple, Creepy Uncle Kikotaro wasn't my idea of great. I like Unagi winning. Um, and uh, yeah, Kawa put her over huge. Ugh. <sighs> So yeah, um, I almost feel like I need a uh, something to make me feel a bit better uh, after that after that whole Kikatara thing. I'm gonna have to have to go to my Zen place for a minute.
come back. And, uh, yeah. I'm, uh, ready to go. So, here we go. Nene Takahashi was one of the original members of Stardom. She was one of their main trainers as well. Um, but she left after the act Yushikawa and Yoshiko shoot fight. She proceeded to start seedling, and being as we continue to see them popping up at stardom, it was only a matter of time before Takahashi returned for at least a one-off match. She faces Momo Watanabe. Now, if you haven't, if you're not aware of the Yashikawa Yoshiko shoot fight, one, I don't know that you want to watch it. <laughs> but two, I will explain a little bit more on that later because we actually have Yoshiko on this card as well. So we will get into that in a little bit here. But first, it's matched up. Takahashi arrives looking like a badass wearing a hooded trench with her signature comic-style word marks all over it. Momo has now added scales to her top. She and Takahashi start by slapping each other, then pulling each other's hair. That is the way to start a fight. Snapmare and spin kick combo for Momo, but Takahashi laughs it off. She is super loud. I think Siri went to the Takahashi school of screaming. Nene takes Momo's head off with a corner clothesline before Momo drop kicks her, and then corner drop kicks her four times. Takahashi kicks Momo right in the face, and then just beats the nips off her with forearms. She grabs Momo like she's going to hit a dominator, but then just drops her for a flat back. Ouch. Momo lays in some stiff shots to the side of Nene's head. Momo hits a seated somato for two. Then she hits a top rope somato, but still only gets two. Momo hits the B driver, but Nene reverses and hits a B driver of her own for two. Takahashi goes up top and misses on a frog splash, so Momo knees her in the back of the head. Momo up top and hits a diving somato for two. Both women go up top and Nene hits a superplex. She goes up top top and hits a frog splash but only gets two tequila sunrise then gets a two for momo nene hits a lariat and goes for her finisher the one second ex and hits it it is a let's see the best way to put this is a chicken wing sit out power slam that's the best i could do she gets a two so she hits another one second ex with a pin and a win it's a very good match it was very hard hitting which I expected it to be. Um, Momo did wind up looking good in defeat. Uh, you know, Momo's character isn't really helped by her beating a 42-year-old from another company, so kind of making it continue to be that, you know, uh, Momo can get her ass beat by people sort of helps her character a little bit, if, if that makes sense. Uh, after the bell, Momo slaps away the handshake and fucks off. So, yeah. Interesting match. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't know that much about Takahashi, so um, I, she was interesting, to say the least. But, yeah. Our next match is not just another title defense for Siri. Because Konami, who was originally trained by Asuka, uh, and debuted in 2015, which seems kind of crazy that like Asuka was not in WWE, in like 2014, 2015. Just seems like she's been there forever. 
but she left WWE, leaving Konami without a trainer or a wrestling home. Suri, who at the time was uh, one of the, the lead uh, workers in Reina, uh, took her under her wing and continued her training, as well as gave her a place to wrestle. Uh, Konami eventually left Reina, as did Suri, and went, and they both kind of went in different directions. So now fast forward to here, and you've got Siri in stardom, and Konami in stardom. They're finally in the same promotion again. So the story that they try to tell here is obviously, can Konami beat or her mentor, and can Siri beat someone that she helped train and kind of taught her everything? Uh, so it was, it was good that I knew that kind of background on the two. Um, because it, it makes this more impactful. You know, it makes this match uh, a lot more um, than just another title defense. Suri arrives with red angel wings on her jacket. She looks great. Uh, they jockey for position to start before they both attempt arm bars. Konami gets one locked in, but Suri goes to the ropes. Konami makes her pay with a dropkick through the ropes. Konami pushes off her Oedatai teammates as she doesn't want any help in this match. Konami wraps her up in a crucifix, but Suri again goes to the ropes. Suri finally wakes up and germans Konami. She returns fire with a suplex and a sleeper hold, which she lets go of to, of to get a two-count. Konami attempts a buzzsaw kick, but Suri catches her leg and hits a gut buster. Konami headbutts her, and they both go down. Both women get back to their knees, hot, and they start to unload on each other. Me too. Speaking of unload, never mind. Uh, Siri hits a draping DDT from the top rope, but only gets two. Konami grabs her and locks in a cross armbreaker, but Siri rolls through and puts her in a stretch muffler. Sorry, <clears throat> Konami has to get to the ropes. Siri hits an emerald frozen for two, and Konami grabs her with another armbar, causing Siri to get to the ropes. Siri hits a high kick and runs at Konami. Catches her with an arm hold, but Suri again gets her in a stretch muffler. She then pulls the arm back, blocking it behind her leg while still doing the stretch muffler, which is a move she calls the White Tiger, and Konami taps. Suri and Konami hug each other, and Suri has handed her title back. Um, we did see that Konami was kind of near tears during, during the end of it. Um, so, it, obviously playing into the fact that, you know, this was her mentor and she got to work with her and she couldn't get it done, but, you know. Uh, I wanted this match to go a lot longer than it did. I hope they revisit this again because this it started to get good and then that finish just happened. Like, they only had about seven minutes, which I don't know if there was, if that was the point, was like, Kunami is going to, like, come back the next time and, and fight her longer or what, but yeah, I don't know, because Konami's supposed to be, like, the big heel, so I don't know. <clears throat> it was interesting. Like I said, I wanted more. I, I liked what I saw, but I wanted more. Mayu Ibatani, one of the originals for Stardom, takes on Yoshiko, who is another original. They both trained and debuted at the same time. Now, Yoshiko uh... Yoshiko. Uh, she works for Seedling. Yoshiko is the current Seedling Beyond the Sea champion, but actually will vacate this belt in a few days due to injuries. Uh, that's spoiler alert. Yoshiko was the worker who, of course, as I said before, 
shot fight or had a shoot fight with act Yashikawa in 2015, which led to her being stripped of the World of Stardom title and released from the company. Now, if you watch that match, it, it, it there, we're never going to, we're probably never going to know exactly what happens. All that we know is that apparently between the two of them, Act and Yoshiko, they both had some issues with each other. Um, and it was along the lines of like Act was the the younger person coming in. Yoshiko may have thought that she was losing her position in the company to Act, and and there might have been a, a bit of Act maybe not following the like unwritten rules of wrestling in the back. Either way, if you watch the match, um, there is a, a word spoken between the two of them, which it, it seemed like Yoshiko may have said shoot to her, um, and or, or it may have been another word, and we just don't know exactly what she said. But Yoshiko beats the ever-loving piss out of her. Uh, she continues to uh, punch her in the face, punch her in the face, um, which actually she broke her occipital, occipital uh, bone, broke her cheek, um, fractured her, um, like, fractured her nose, and... Uh, actually got an infection in her eye, which she had issue, eye issues before. Um, she had had a cataract surgery before that as well. Um, but the infection that in the eye actually caused her to retire from wrestling. So afterwards, Yoshiko did apologize, um, although people have said that it didn't seem like she really felt bad about what happened. Um, but yeah, she was stripped of the title. She was fired. Um, obviously we know her trainer, Nene, also left because, you know, she was a trainer. The, uh, one of the other trainers wound up leaving too. It was, it was like five people all out of stardom due to this one match. Uh, the match actually ends when, um, I forget who it is, but, but one of the people on the side actually like throw in the towel because Act wants to keep getting back in the ring, but she is like dripping blood. And it's clear that like this needs to stop. So, if you want to reach, if you want to want to search that out, it's super easy to find. Um, you can see the entire match on YouTube and everything like that. Uh, if you want to watch that, if if not, just take my word for it. It's it's pretty, it's pretty rough, and it's also pretty infamous at this point. But it seems as though all is forgiven, because here she is. Here she goes back, at least for one night. Uh, they tie up and get a break. Mayo tries to chain wrestle, but gets caught and arm-dragged. Yoshiko sits on her and gives the double middle finger and gets a one-count. Yoshiko wrestles in a full baggy bodysuit, which is a different look. I mean, you know, it's unique. Just, to me, it looks a little odd, but it stands out. She kicks Mayo right in the face and gets a two-count. Yoshiko kicks Mayo in the spine a few times before just standing on her back. She puts Mayo in a abdominal stretch and flips off the camera. Yoshiko grabs a leg and pulls that back as well, so Mayo has to get a rope break with her head. Hetsuza's takedown by Mayo leads to a side dropkick and her butt plug tail falling out. She then tope suicidos right into the seedling roster 
and lands right on her rubber neck. I was very happy to see that uh, Mayo has rekindled the feud with uh, Mayo Iwatani versus Mayo Iwatani's neck. I do not know why she continues to try to murder herself. Uh, and this one was rough too because afterwards she clearly had to take a minute to regain her senses. But she had like knocked herself loopy. As far as I know, she is not concussed. But yeah, like she stands up and you can see she is kind of like trying to get your bearings. Uh, some of the other stars members come over and, and kind of grab her and, and check on her. And yeah, she clears her head and she finishes the match. So here we go. Mayo gets back in a ring and hits a missile dropkick for two. Yoshiko hits a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker and transitions into a crab. Yoshiko jumps off the second rope and sentons into Mayo's back. <sighs> she then goes up top and drops her ass right onto Mayo's tits. Not what I have been chucking at Mayo's tits, but, you know, it's still effective. Crucifix bomb by Mayo leads to two. Mayo finally hits a dragon suplex, but is only able to get a two. Yoshiko gets the knees up to block a moonsault, and both women are down. They both get back up and trade elbows. Yoshiko levels Mayo, who gets back up and shoot punches Yoshiko in the face. A little, little receipt, you know, just a little one. Yoshiko hits two short-armed clotheslines and gets just a one count. She hits a fireman's carry slam and goes up top and sentons her for two. Mayo rolls her up for a near fall, then kicks her in the face twice. She hits a third super kick, and Yoshiko has to grab the ropes to prevent the three. Mayo hits the two-stage dragon suplex, but, more, but Yoshiko kicks out at two. Mayo up top and lands a moonsault for the three. Yes, Mayo Iwatani goes over. This was a very brutal match. It was entertaining, but Mayo took such a beating in this one that I really worried for her safety. Um, like I said, she seems to have escaped a concussion, but once she got back up from that suicido and left loopy, I was like, oh, gosh, no. Um, Shiko has a style. She's clearly talented. Um, but I do think the right person won this one. Mayo sort of needed this. Uh, this was obviously the story of, you know, like, this is the first time that Yoshiko's been back and starting for six years, and you sort of have to give it to the one who's still there, who's been here the entire ten years. Mayo thanks Yoshiko for their first match in six years. She says nothing has changed, that Yoshiko is still strong, and even though they have, have had different paths, she wants them to have a future together. Yoshiko asks if Mayo got a little stronger. She says she is disappointed, but understands why Mayo is the icon. She says Mayo is the only one like her in stardom. They agree to meet each other again someday. So we have two matches left. And it is our two title matches. So the red belt is not the main event here. Uh, it is Utami Hayashishita versus Saya Kamatani. Now, Utami versus Saya doesn't have the build and uh, doesn't have the weight behind it of the white belt match. Uh, so I didn't have a problem with them not putting this on last. I think that the right main event is Tam versus Julia. Uh, and there's more online for Tam versus Julia. And this was kind of a thing where it's like, you know, I like Saya, but she doesn't feel ready to carry the red belt. So for me, it was like, eh, well, this is a good feud for Utami to build her up to, to kind of raise the uh, 
the the prestige of the red belt uh, and to help with Tommy. And Sai is a really good worker to do that. Um, she is obviously these two are both in Queen's Quest, so you have that added layer to it. But yeah. Sai arrives with "I am the future" on her Tron. Uh, she comes out holding her mask. She looked a bit scared when she came out. It's not really the look you want to have your challenger have, but she definitely looked like maybe she was a little nervous about the spot that they had put her in, uh, which, like, I mean, spoiler alert for the end of this match, she pulls it off, like, being in the spot. The match, was, this match is great. Um, and so she shouldn't have been nervous, but I understand if she was. Uh, Tommy arrives next and has some sick pyro, and she has a rose in her hand. The two members of Queen's Quest are set to tear it down. Saya has some unique ways of breaking arm locks. Uh, Tommy puts her in an arm lock, and she puts her leg over the top of it of both of their hands, and like breaks it that way. It's kind of cool. Uh, Utami drapes Saya over the second rope, so then drop kicks her right in the Rusty Sheriff's badge. Utami lays some kicks into the ample tits of Saya, and body slams her for one. Utami fakes out Saya on running the ropes, which causes Saya to take a flat back on, uh, on a drop kick. Uh, but then the second time that Utami tries to go for the drop kick, she actually goes uh, off the ropes and avoids it. Saya head scissors Utami right out of the ring. Saya runs in and hits a tope suicido on Utami. Uh, then takes a drink break. No, I'm not kidding. She literally gets handed a water bottle by Uzumi and takes a fucking water break in the middle of the match. Utami back in the ring and she gets missile dropkick by Saya, who then beats her bat cave onto Utami's lips for a two count. You know, I can't say I've ever been force-fed vagina before, but it sure looks fun. Utami attempts a torture rack, but Saya rolls through, so Utami nails her. Saya reverses a, a powerbomb into a Canadian Destroyer. That's something I didn't think I would ever see in Stardom. And not really something I thought I would ever see from Saya Kamatani either. Saya gets caught on the top ropes and drape, or dropped to the apron, where she springboards back in, hits a Rana, and holds on for a two-count. Saya hits a Fisherman's, and she blasts her fish right to the cam, but she only gets two. Release German from Utami leads to another torture rack attempt that is again reversed. Saya hits a spinning wheel kick, then a star crusher, but Utami kicks out at two. Saya goes up top for a phoenix splash, but Utami rolls out of the way. Utami hits the air raid crash, but doesn't have the strength to cover Saya. Utami puts on a sleeper hold. Just when this match is picking up steam, we stall out with a sleeper hold spot. Saya gets a foot on the ropes, and Atami drops her with a torture rack bomb for two. Hijack bomb, which is Atami's finisher, is reversed, and Saya rolls her up and gets a near fall. The announcer actually yells, "Ah shit, on that almost three count. Utami lariats her out of her shorts and hits a hijack bomb for three. Uh, the hijack bomb, by the way, is a crucifix that she, she spins around and then lets you go as she's mid-fucking rotation. Very cool-looking move. Very cool ending. That match was better than I anticipated. Like I wasn't exactly looking forward to this match, because I didn't feel that Saya had any chance of winning. Um, 
but I also wasn't like regret like I, I I wasn't going into this thing I didn't want to watch it. I wanted to watch the match. I just it wasn't like on my list of like the matches I thought was going to be the top. Um, but they had me biting near the end. Uh, I thought maybe maybe they put it on Kamatani, you know. But yeah, uh, it was uh, it, it was a bit start and stop at times. But I do still feel like they overdelivered. Uh, they zoom in on Saya crying on the mat, and Tommy thanks her, and they embrace. B Priestley then grabs a mic and tells someone to get off the fucking microphone. She says that Kamatani has never beaten B, and now Utami beats somebody who's never beaten B. So the next challenger for that belt is B Priestley. She says Utami sucks, but not as much as Momo. Tommy grabs a mic and says, I have no idea what you just said. I mean, it's probably because B did that entire promo in English, but whatever. But she says she will put the belt on the line against B very soon. So, yeah, we've already got the, the next challenger for the red belt. Tommy versus B Priestley should be a lot of fun. Um, I don't... I don't feel like B is going to win that match. I think they would kind of have to convince me that they're pushing her because she, I mean, she got eliminated in that battle rail off camera. So, but we'll see. I'm I'm curious to see what happens with that. It is main event time. Hair versus hair. Wonder of Stardom Belt on the line. One of these two are going to be bald by the end of this. Well, they probably are both bald right now, but this isn't a pubes versus pubes match. It's hair versus hair. Although. That is a good idea for my backyard wrestling show next month. Hmm. Hmm. So, Tam and Julia have been in this blood feud for shit about a fucking year now. And the way that they start this match is by grabbing each other's hair and trying to yank each other's hair out. That is the way you start a match when you're in a blood feud. None of this fucking collarable tie-up shit. No, no, no. You have these two try to murder each other. And it was fan-fucking-tastic. Julia slaps Tam in the ear. Then we get a few standing switches before Tam gets taken down by a head scissors. Tam kicks Julia in the back, and Julia gets hype. Julia attempts to German her, but Tam spins around and cross-bodies her for two. That's a very cool reversal. They trade shots before Tam gets the edge and rearranges Julia's nipples. They go through a series of reverses before Julia hits a reverse German. They both go to the apron, and Tam punches Julia right in the slam box. Julia attempts to German her on the apron, but Tam hangs on to the ropes. Julia hits a second rope neckbreaker right onto the apron. Julia then pulls Tam's head back over the guardrail until Daichi breaks it up. Tam gets chucked into the guardrail, and Julia sets up a table. Oh god, it is a table spot in Japan. This could go really bad. Julia gets on top of the table and pulls back Tam for a pile driver. Pile driver. And they decimate the table. So I guess tables can break in Japan. What do you, who would have known? Julia gets back in, and Tam is still outside. Mina starts to fix Tam's ring gear. Well, they are doing the, the, the 20 count. Probably not the, 
the best time to do that, or maybe don't let the camera see you adjusting her gear. Uh, Tam gets back in at 17, and Julia boots her down for two. Julia up top, but Tam cuts her off. They brawl on the top rope, and Julia puts her in a guillotine choke until Daichi makes her break it. She whiffs on a missile dropkick, and Tam goes for the Shining Wizard, but gets caught. Julia attempts a Glorious Driver, but Tam reverses and nails a reverse DDT. Julia gets back up, and before Daichi can count Tam out, Julia shoves him. She mounts Tam hot and punches or pounds on her for a bit hotter. Tam then gets a spin kick and goes up top and hits a flying crossbody onto Julia and the other members of Donna Del Mundo on the outside. Tam hits a bridging German for two, and then she hits a glorious driver of her own. She then picks uh, and she gets two kind of that. She picks up Julia and starts laying boots to her face. Julia grabs her and back suplexes her. Julia headbutts her and hits a glorious driver, but Tam manages to kick out. They then trade slaps. My god, these two are just killing each other out there. Tam unloads slaps, and Julia lets her. One final one rocks Julia, and she stumbles back to Tam, and then starts unloading slaps into her. She then spits into her hand and slaps Tam in the face with it, and Tam falls back into the ropes. Both of their faces are fucking beat red. Tam nails a spin kick and a screwdriver suplex, but only gets a two. Tam then hits the Twilight Dream and hangs on to win the Wonder of Stardom Championship. Unagi and Mina help Tam to her feet as Rossi presents her with the belt. Her face is welted, her body's broken, but she finally wins her first singles title. They show Julia crying on the mat as Don Del Mundo comfort her. It's not over yet, because Julie is about to lose those beautiful locks. Tam grabs a mic, and crying, she says she finally beat Julia. Tam says, Julia doesn't have to cut her hair. Winning is enough for me. Julia, who has a cut on her chin, says they put it all on the line. She put her belt on the line, she put her hair on the line, her life, and Tam won. She asks how Tam was different this time. Tam says she wasn't any different, she just gave it her all. Julia says she doesn't feel bad about losing them. They bring in a chair, and they hand Julia a clippers. Julia sits down in the chair and actually hands Tam the clippers. Tam won, fair and square, and it's time for Julia to pay up. Tam grabs a lock of hair, turns on the clippers, and she can't do it. Julia laughs and asks why Tam is crying. Tam gives the clippers back to the ring attendant, and Julia looks at him and says, Make it look cool. He proceeds to shave off the side of Julia's hair. Julia says something to Tam. They started laughing again. I didn't catch what it was. Um, now, I do know after the show went off the air, they do finish the job here. They do completely uh, buzz Julia's hair. It's not bicked, bald. Um, she's got a hairstyle sort of like mine. It's just a buzz cut. Uh, Julia keeps laughing. Tam says she looks fashionable, and Julia tells her she should try it too. Julia says she's going to be busy. Tam says she became stronger because of Julia. Ah, man. If this is it between these two, it was a great story. Tam finally beats her after losing every match they had. Like, Julia continued to say that she wanted to raise the prestige of the white belt. I think she did. 
it definitely felt important. Uh, Tam gets to win a singles championship, you know, gets to finally beat Julia, and gets to take a piece of Julia with her uh, by getting rid of the hair. Julia says she was trying to raise the prestige of the white belt and tells Tam to do the same. Tam says says she will engrave her name on the records and the memories of everyone as the new queen of the white belt. This is probably the best match I've seen in stardom since I started watching. Like, this match had everything that you needed. It had a bunch of near falls that, that you felt could go either way. It had the emotion between the two. It had the hard-hitting slaps of each other. Like, it was great. Great table spot on the outside. You thought, okay, that might be it. Tam might not be able to get back in. Yeah, it just... Yeah, it was good. And this was a great event. Like, I I ended this special knowing I had watched a great event. Like, honestly, you watch this and you're like, dude, like, the, the fucking future is bright. Like, they've been doing this for 10 years and they put on this great show. And you're like, coming out of the show, we've got a new white belt champion, a new high-speed champion, Got a ton of talented young workers that continue to show, you know, that, that they've got, that, that they just have so much talent. Like, Julia's going to enter a new phase of her career, unless she lost her hair. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, and, you know, you've got now Tam is sort of on top of stardom. Uh, I know the white belt is normally kind of the, the secondary, but they have switched them before. So, so it'll be interesting to see Tam and Utami as the two main champions. Um, yeah, Julia raises Tam's hand, and uh, yeah, we go off the air with Tam celebrating. So just a, a just a really fucking great show. I was really really happy. Um, so yeah, I will be back again with another reach for the stardom soon. Uh, of course, you know we keep trucking along here. We're building to uh, the next big event. And with that, bye-bye. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling 
follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.